Blog Talk Radio.
All right, well, this is another edition of Pro International Radio. This is Face to Face. And my name is Chris Herzog. I'll be your host this evening. Sean Holmberg is out of the studio again tonight. Um, we eagerly anticipate him being back tomorrow. So, praise God. Well, we are back again, bringing you another night of music, praise, and worship. Just exuberant praise to our God. You know, we're all about worship, all about praise. And so we want to continue in that spirit, continue in the flow tonight, and just fine-tune our hearts. You know, we've had a... Everybody's had a weekend, started their day probably going to the house of God or gathering in assemblies over the weekend in congregations or getting with believers uh, spent some time. You probably spent your weekend with family and, you know, just taking care of business, catching up on things you normally don't get to during the week. So sometimes the weekends can be just as busy or busier than our week. And so we just want to be still and know that He is God. We want to let the peace of God rule our hearts tonight. And so tonight I just want to pray for everybody listening, you know, our Blog Talk Radio family, and those of you that are getting to know us on Facebook and even our own website, www.prayerinternational.org. And so if you need prayer tonight, you can go to the phone, 619-638-8458. Or, of course, you can email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. In the next few days, we'll have a 1-800 number that will be posted up on the website. We'll be giving that out, and that will be posted on some of the media streams as well. Of course, you can call in for prayer. We will have intercessors people ready to pray, and of course we are interviewing and praying with people trying to staff our video, audio chat room, so if you want to get in touch with us about that, let us know. Praise God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just ask, Lord God, your blessing tonight. We pray that you would open up the hearts, the minds, and the spirits of everyone listening. Father, the power of your Holy Spirit would rest upon every man, every woman, every child, every teenager tonight. Father, we ask, Lord God, for your will to be done, Father, your kingdom to come. Father, we thank you, Lord, for glory. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit. Holy Spirit, we just thank you that you're moving among our audience tonight, moving among those praying tonight, moving among believers tonight, all around the globe. Lord, we just ask, Father, that you would just fine-tune our hearts, bring us into a spirit of worship, Spirit of prayer. 
Father, tonight we just ask for power and counsel. Ask that your Holy Spirit would raise up, Father God, sons and daughters of this last hour, Father, that would take your gospel, that would take your word. This last broken generation, Father, that Lord, they would be raised up to open the eyes of the blind, to heal the sick, to cast out devils, to raise the dead. Power encounters, Father. Father, you would raise up the prophetic in the hearts of your people and the evangelistic anointing, Father, those that would reach out, that would go out and be sent, that would have the heart of the Father. Father, we pray for those that are bound up, that have layers on their hearts, that are that are just unable to really reach out to you right now or, or just choose not to, Father. Unlock their hearts, Lord. Strip the layers off, Father. And take them into a deep relationship with you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that your word would go forth tonight. Father, your spirit would touch everyone listening. Father, we ask for that. Your will be done. Your will be done. The Elijah Anointing. Malachi chapter 4, verse 5. Behold, I am going to send you Elijah the prophet. For the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. And he will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children. And the hearts of the children to their fathers. Lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. into the nations. Power encounters, prophetic evangelism, the spirit of revival that would turn whole nations to God. Father, miracle signs and wonders. I thank you that Elijah is coming, O God, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Oh God, there's an anointing that's coming in the end times. There's an anointing that's coming to prepare us for the harvest that will come before the second coming of Jesus. Let it come, oh God. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing in Revelation chapter 11, verse 3, and that you will give great power to your two witnesses, and they will prophesy. And if anyone desires to harm them, Fire proceeds out of their mouth, devours their enemy. If anyone would desire to harm them, in this manner he must be killed. These have the power to shut up the sky, in order that rain may not fall during the days of their prophecy. They have power over the waters to turn them into blood, and to strike the earth with every plague as often as they desire. 
Father, I see the spirit and power of Elijah, the spirit and power of Moses. I see the office of the prophet and the office of the evangelist coming together to prepare us for the greatest harvest that we have ever experienced in the nations, O oh God. Power evangelism. Power encounters. That anointing, O oh God, that's going to turn whole nations to you. Signs and wonders that are going to take place in the heavens. And signs and wonders that are going to take place in the earth. I thank you, Father, that this anointing in Revelation chapter 11, verse 4, is for the two olive trees, the two lampstands that stand before the Lord God of the earth. Father, I believe there is coming a corporate anointing upon businessmen, women, and housewives, and children, young and old, that there will be a revival of the ministry of Jesus, a revival of the saints being released into the works and the powers of Jesus Christ in the marketplaces. Father, I'm asking you to begin to pour out your spirit. Let that anointing, let that power that is resting upon the lives of Moses, Elijah, that it come upon your church today, that it come into the nations of Power encounters, signs of the heavens, signs of the earth. Father, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus, a prophetic event, demonstrations of the Holy Ghost. Back to Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'm your host this evening. Uh, Sean Holmberg will be out of the studios. We're just lifting up Sean and his family tonight. For those of you that are in the chat room, God bless you. We just want to bless you tonight and pray. Lord God, be done in the kingdom. God, come into your life. And we just thank you for listening and participating tonight. Just want to bless our Facebook family and our blog talk radio family, those of you that are in ministry, those of you that are believing for your families. Know there's a lot of husbands and wives that are praying for your spouses. A lot of parents that are praying for your children. There's a lot of children that are praying for your parents. We just want to bless the families tonight. We want to bless the marriages tonight. We want to bless the family unit tonight and ask the peace of God, strength and might, the will of God and the kingdom of God come over your family, over your home, over your children, over your parents, over your husband, over your wife. For those of you that are writing in and asking for prayer, we just bless you tonight. We are lifting up this prayer request throughout the day, throughout the night. And 
as those come in, we just continue to pray and we will respond and get back with you. And just know that we are here reaching out. If there's anything we can do, we want to be a spiritual family for you. We want to be an extension of the arms of Jesus here at Prayer International Radio and at Prayer International. You can reach us on our website, www.prayerinternational.org. Give us a call, 619-638-8458. Go to the phone, let us know if we can pray, if you want to join the show or share your heart. Just give us a call. We're going to go into a time worship. Praise the Lord. Father, we come standing before that great white throne, the throne that's been established from eternity, the throne which is surrounded with transcendent radiance, the angels, the seraphim, beauty everywhere, the river of fire that flows from your throne. Oh, we love to stand before your throne, O oh God. We love to stand before the throne of God. Worshippers, 
lost in the beauty room. Focused on the throne. Focus. 
angel stand in amazement. The hosts of heaven, they're gazing the drama of the fire from the throne of God. with flaming fire. our inheritance. Oh God, to stand before the great white throne, to be lost in the river of holy fire, holy romance.
Praise God, we're back. Another edition of Face to Face. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. I'm your host this evening. And we're about 30 minutes or so past 10 o'clock Central Time. And we're broadcasting out of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. And we are proclaiming Jesus to the nation and the nations of the earth. Praise God. So tonight we're talking about prayer. You know, last night we I just touched on a few things briefly, but one of the things I talked about was really developing a daily prayer life. You know, in this walk with God, in our, in our walk, we really need to develop some kind of consistency, some kind of relationship, some kind of communication with the Father. Just like any relationship that you're in, you've got to have some type of communication, kind of interaction. It involves listening, it involves talking, it involves sharing ideas, response. So, you know, a lot of times we look at prayer as something we do, but we really need to start seeing it as someone we're with. And not necessarily treat it like a form or a pattern. But this is a, just a communication, as a conversation, as a relationship, 
with the living God. You know, the Holy Spirit's a person. Believe it or not, he talks more. God talks more than anybody out there. He's got more to say. And what he has to say, there's substance in it. There's life in it. The fact the word says we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Every rhema word. Rhema. Spirit. The living, active word. God. And so, in order to get that word, in order to have an understanding of who God is, we've got to abide in him. We've got to stay in communication with him. And so the way we do that, obviously, is through prayer. But, you know, we really need to develop a rhythm, a pattern. There's a rhythm and a pattern we need to get into in prayer. Just in any relationship you're in, any friendship you have, or in your dating or your marital relationship, there's a rhythm and a pattern. In your family relationships, there's a rhythm and a pattern in the the way that that relationship functions. And the way that communication, the way you communicate with one person is not the way you communicate with another all the time. And vice versa, the way they talk to you, one person they talk to you different than another person talks to you. And the Lord, God, the Holy Spirit, will speak to his people in different ways, depending on the person, depending on the person's personality, depending on the part of the process that they're in, when they're communicating with God, is how God's going to speak to them. And yes, there are some standards, there are some things that are concrete, things solidified in our understanding of God. And, you know, God has given us his word. He's given us his word. He says, I exalt my word above myself. And so we need to have an understanding. We need to have a daily uh, consistent habit of reading the Word, of getting into the Word of God and a consistent habit, consistent pattern of prayer. And in that pattern of prayer, it, it has to be, you know, the Bible says, the Father seeketh such to worship Him, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And so, you know, Jesus said it like this. He said, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. The first part of the model prayer, the Lord's Prayer, was the hallowing of God, the praising of God, the lifting up, the honoring, the worship of God. In your prayer life, in your relationship with God, you must understand what it means to have an attitude of worship, an attitude of praise, an attitude of gratitude, being thankful. You know, God truly dwells, God truly inhabits the praise of his people. The Bible says that God inhabits the praise of his people. And if you wonder why some people walk in a glory, there's more tangible uh, glory, more tangible anointing on one person's life more than another. It's because of their praise life. It's because of their worship life. It's because they have a consecration unto God that attracts the presence and the power of the Spirit of God. Now, you can't just live like a heathen and sing songs and play religious hula games and 
Jesus, all that, all that's involved. Let me tell you something. If you have a worshipful life, a praise-filled life, an attitude of gratitude, you walk around with a thankful heart, and you learn to sing and worship and give exuberant praise to the Most High God, God will inhabit you. His Spirit will surround you. He will dwell in your midst. The Holy Spirit loves singing. God delights in the praises of his people. If you want to attract God, if you want to attract God, worship him, sing praises to his holy name, lift him up, glorify his name. And he says, if I be lifted up, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, all men will come out. But let, let me tell you something. If, if the name of God is lifted up, the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, the glory of God will be attracted to the person whose heart is fully in. The Spirit of the Lord searches to and fro throughout the earth looking for hearts that are fully in. Look, when he finds a man that will stand in the gap, when he finds a woman that will stand in the gap, when he finds a person whose heart filled with gratitude, The Lord takes notice. There's a certain bond, a certain connection that takes place. Let me tell you something. Prayer is your communication with God. It's the key that unlocks the great secrets of God. The secrets of the Lord are with those that fear Him. And as you worship Him, as you seek him like a hid treasure, unless he can be found, he'll be found. You want to be successful? You want to open up the windows of heaven? Do you want to peer into the windows of heaven and see the mysteries and see things in the supernatural realm? Prayer will open up the windows of heaven. It'll swing wide the gates. It'll open up the doors. Look, if you knock and keep on knocking, the door will be open to you. Jesus said it. Look, he said it. He'll open up a window. There's, there's things in the household of God. There's things in the kingdom of God that God wants to open up to you. And however he has to open it to you, whether it be a window or a door or an opportunity or through a person, will swing it wide open. Open up. Open up, but you have to open up your heart. You have to open up your heart. Seek the living God.
Well, praise God, we're back. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and we're coming up on 15 minutes to 11 o'clock. Of course, we are spending time worshiping the Father, like we said earlier, Jesus, at a point to hallow the name of God. The first thing he did in the model prayer was hallow the name of God. You know, the Bible says that You can enter his court with praise. Come before his presence with singing. If you want to attract the presence of the living God, you must learn to be a worshiper. Be a worshiper. Luke 8.18 says, Take heed therefore that you hear, for whoever hears to him it shall be given, and whosoever hath not, it shall be taken away from him. The Lord said, He that has ears, let him hear. Matthew thirteen fifteen says, For the people's heart is widespread, and their ears are dull of hearing. Their eyes they have closed, but at any time they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears and should understand with their hearts to be converted. And over and over, the scripture constantly repeats itself. But what it boils down to is, do you hear the word of truth? Do you hear the truth of God's word? Do you get in the word? Do you get the word of God in you? If you have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying, would you hear what God is saying with his warning? He's telling us to be prayerful and constantly meditate on the Scripture. Constantly meditate on his word. Open up our minds and unclutter it from the preconceived notions and doctrines. Lord, preach the acceptable year of the Lord and receive God's blessings and his bounty in our lives. We're to understand his word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And he takes us down a road and he takes us down a course. He leads us out of darkness and destruction. See, there's a, a way that seems right to a man, but the way thereof is death. The end of it, the end of that way that seems right to a man is death. God's way leads us peace out of darkness into his light, out of destruction. He delivers by soul. From destruction. Look, God's calling us. Pray that the Holy Spirit would open up the word to you and reveal his heart to you. God is calling us to be worshipers. Love sick worshipers of God. The more we seek God, the more we find Him. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Worship, 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 worship. Whenever we approach the throne of God, the all powerful place of God, we're going to approach it with worship and praise 
from our lips, from our heart, from our body. I mean, think about it. When you come before a king, you're going to bow down, you're going to worship, you're going to lay everything at his feet. If you come before him reverent, with good manners, full of respect. When you come before the king of kings, you're going to be so undone. And when you get in his presence, even here on the earth, you can become so undone in the presence of the Lord. So let's read Isaiah 6. We'll see what I'm talking about. Go to Isaiah 6 real quick. Praise God. Look, if you want to call in, this is Prayer International Radio. Go to phone 619-638-8458. Email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Of course, we're in a time of worship and the word right now. This is face-to-face. My name is Chris Herzog. I'll be your host tonight, coming up on the 11 o'clock hour. Right, so Isaiah 6. Praise God. It says, in the year, chapter one, chapter 6, verse 1, sorry. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon the throne, high, and lifted up. Sitting upon the throne. We're talking about the throne of God. Sitting upon the throne. Talking about being before the King of Kings in the presence of the Lord. Whether you're doing it in heaven or here upon the earth. But this is what Isaiah saw here on the earth as he was caught up in the presence of God. He had a vision. He saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. And above it stood the seraphim, the angels. Each one had six wings and with two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet. With two he did fly. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Close to the door moved. At the voice of him who cried, the house was filled with smoke. That was the prayers, I believe that was the prayers of the saints. Revelation says that the incense, the prayers of the saints rises up to the throne room like incense before the nostrils of the living God. And I believe as we pray, as we worship, as we cry out to God, like smoke. It fills the house with smoke. And then I said, verse 5, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. See, when you get into the holy presence of God, you'll become undone. You'll be convicted of your sin. You'll become undone, and you'll realize you're unclean. The words of your mouth are unclean. He says, And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. The one flew and the seraphim unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth, and he said, Lo, this has touched your lips, it's taken your iniquity, your sin is perished. 
And I heard the voice of one saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I. Send me. Go and tell this people, Hear ye indeed. Understand not. See ye indeed, but proceed not. Make the heart of this people fat. Make their eyes heavy. And shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts. And convert and be healed. That's what we're talking about. God wants you to have seeing eyes, seeing ears. Open hearts. Take the layers off your hearts. You have to have a, a heart and eyes of faith, ears of faith. You have to understand the voice of the living God. Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Don't close up your eyes. See and behold the King of glory. You'll be changed when you behold him. So God's calling you today. He's calling you today. And just like Isaiah, look, when he saw the angels of God, when he had the vision of the throne of God, when he saw the Lord, he said, Woe is me, for I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips, and I'm in the midst of people. He just saw the sin, he saw the depravity of man, he realized he needed a Savior, he needed a God. He saw the holiness of God. He said, My eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Something happened in the presence of the living God. There was supernatural activity that was taking place. The angels of God brought the coals off the altar of God. You see, there's an altar of God where there's live, living, hot coals, fiery coals. And they get thrown out of heaven like hailstones, cast into the earth. The Bible talks about it in Revelation. So the angel came and he presses the coal to his lips, takes the coal from off the altar, and he cleanses him, he purges him. The fire of God purges his iniquity, touches his lips, takes away his sin. And listen, when you get into the holiness of God, there's a fire. There's a purging that will take place. You begin to see yourself undone, unclean. Listen, that's a good thing. You want to get before a holy God. You want to see yourself in the light of a holy God and let the holiness of God penetrate and expose your heart. Listen, the word of God is sharp, like a two-edged sword. When the word of the living God is going forth, it will expose the hidden needs in your heart. It will expose the motives of your heart. It will begin to show you. It's like a two-edged sword. It separates the thoughts and intents of the heart. Listen. It'll separate the carnality and the flesh from what's spirit and what's... It'll separate what's temporal from what's eternal in your life. It'll take the things that are weak. It'll harvest it out. It'll take things that are weeds and tares, the negative seeds in your life that have sprung up. Listen. Begin to pluck up, root up, pluck up. And destroy those negative seeds, those negative roots, those negative weeds, those things that are springing up in your life. Do it at an early age. Do it before it blossoms and becomes a stronghold in your life. The Bible says, hide the word of God in your heart so that you won't sin against it. Let the words of your mouth and meditations of your heart be pleasing and acceptable to the Lord. Take every thought captive, apprehend it, lay hold of it. Get it. 
cast down every vain imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. Let me get to plant the word of God in your mind. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. As you have your minds in the word, in the word in your mind, you will begin to get a kingdom mentality and you'll begin to see kingdom principles, kingdom manifestations operating in your life. You'll be like Isaiah. I got a revelation. I got a revelation of who he was. He got a revelation of who God was. He saw the holiness of God. He saw eternity. It did something. It changed the way he spoke. It changed the way he thought. It changed the the sin in his heart. He was purged. And then he wanted to go. He wanted to go and tell the people. He was saying, here am I, Lord, send me. This is Prayer International Radio. Go to the phone, 619-638-8458. We're here for you. Go to the email, prayerinternational at gmail.com, or check us out, www.prayerinternational.org. Talking about Isaiah. Well, here's Isaiah with a coal pressed to his lips. And the angel hovering above him. He heard the voice. The Lord said, who will go for us? And the Lord said, who shall I send? And Isaiah responded to the Lord, saying, And I said, Here am I, Lord, send me. The Lord said, Go and tell the people. Listen, God's going to send you. And he's going to tell you, Go and tell the people.
All right, welcome back to Free International Radio. So we are talking about worship, talking about the presence of the Lord, talking about what it is to be undone in the glory of God. Now that'll take place, that'll happen as you get into the presence of the Lord. Just like Isaiah, we talked about just like getting into his presence, coming undone, seeing how we really are and allowing the holiness of God to penetrate our hearts. So praise God. If you have a prayer need, go to the phone, 619-638-8458. We're going to take some time to worship.
All right, well, praise God, we're back. Prayer International Radio, another edition of Face to Face. It's the Sunday night edition, two hours in the studio. My name is Chris Herzog. Sean Holmberg is out tonight, but he'll be back with us tomorrow for lifting him and his family up in prayer. Of course, we're lifting up our Blog Talk Radio family and those of you in the chat room. We're lifting you up in prayer as well. God bless you tonight participating and listening, those of you that are joining in to listen, we just thank you, and those of you that are joining in to pray, if you just share your heart, so, some of you that have called in to the, to the past, we just thank you uh, for your participation and your support. God bless you tonight, we pray the Lord would shine on you, the kingdom would come and the will would be done in your lives, and just as it is in heaven, it would be done in the earth, it would be done in your life. Wherever you go, wherever the soles of your feet tread, the Lord would bless whatever you put your hand to, and it would prosper. So that He would give you peace, give you the joy of the Lord as your strength. Praise God. Jesus, man, amen. Well, you know, we've been talking about daily prayer life and the daily Bible reading habit also talked about worship. We're talking about how Jesus started out the first part of the Lord's Prayer in worship. You know, you need to have an attitude towards praise and worship that brings blessings, that creates an atmosphere for miracles, that creates Time in the presence of God, you know, one hour in the presence of God can reveal any loophole in your plan, any any loophole in your whatever thing you conceive. The Lord can show you in a, in a moment's time. Praise God. Well, We're talking about praise and worship tonight. You know, the Word of God says, Sing unto the Lord on the earth and show forth the day to day of salvation. Declare his glory among the heathen, the marvelous works among the nations. 1 Chronicles 16, 23, and 24. You know, that's exactly what we want to do. We want to sing unto the Lord, along with the whole earth. The Bible says the earth is groaning. And let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Psalm 150 says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Listen. We'll just declare his glory among the heathen. Declare his marvelous works among all the nations. First Chronicles 16.29, First Chronicles Old Testament, says, Give unto the Lord the glory in his name. Bring an offering and come before and worship the Lord in the beauty of His holiness. And we need to do that. We need to learn how to worship the Lord and the beauty of His holiness. You know, David said in Psalm 27, go there for a minute. He said, One thing I desired, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of, the, of my life. Behold the beauty of the Lord in the choir of the temple. David knew he had a revelation 
of what it meant to inquire of the Lord, to see the beauty of the Lord. Listen. You have to have a right attitude towards praise and worship. And it came to pass as the trumpeters and the singers were blamed to make one sound and be heard in praise. Thanking the Lord, when they lifted up their voice, the trumpets, the cymbals, the instruments, the music, praise the Lord, saying, He is good, His mercy is theirs forever, and then the house was filled with the cloud, even the house of the Lord. The glory of God was so thick in that place, when they began to worship, that it said it was like a cloud, like a smoke, filled the house, filled the house of the Lord. Second Chronicles 5.13. Read about Chronicles. It'll tell you about how the priests and the prophets used to go to the temple and used to worship. They had singers and musicians and worshipers, and they would lift up exuberant worship. In fact, they had 24-hour night-and-day worship. And the Lord was meeting them for a physical cloud. Presence of the Lord. Praise God. Ezra 3.11, And they came together by course of praising and giving thanks unto the Lord for being good, his mercy endures forever. And all the people shouted. And what was a great shout when they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Psalm 3518, I will give thanks to the great congregation I will praise thee among much people. Serve the Lord with gladness come before his presence with singing. Psalm 100, verse 2. Ephesians 520 says, Give thanks to God always for all things and the God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Philippians 4.6 says, Be anxious for nothing, be careful for nothing. But in everything, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Thessalonians puts it like this, and everything give thanks, that this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. You want to know what the will of God is? Be thankful. That's, that's the will of God. The word of God says, the will of God for your life is, have an attitude of gratitude. Have a right attitude towards praise and worship. Have a right attitude towards the Lord. Hebrews thirteen fifteen says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks. To the same, let's say it again. Therefore, let us offer up sacrifice of praise to God continually, 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 continually. That is the fruit of your lips, giving thanks to the name. See, right there, Hebrews even talks about the fruit of your lips. The Bible says there's life and death in the power of the tongue, and those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Your Your words will either encourage you and exhort you, They'll either enlarge you or they'll ensnare you. 
And that's not just the Old Covenant. Even Hebrews says the fruit of your lips is giving thanks. The Bible says in First Thessalonians, the will of God is to give thanks in everything. Say with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain. Revelation 5.12 sounds a lot like what was going on in Isaiah 6. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. He received power and riches and wisdom, and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Praise God. Praise the Lord. That is good. This is my 
Go on back. This is Prayer International. This is Face to Face. And we're talking about worshiping God. We're talking about hallowing the name of God. Getting in His presence and experiencing the holiness of God. Allowing the word of the Lord and the presence of God to bring us to a place of being undone in His presence. And you know, that only comes by having a revelation of His holiness, having a fear of the Lord. The Bible says the secrets of the Lord are with those that fear Him, and that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We're not just talking about just being afraid of God, although we should fear Him who has the power not only to kill the body, but also the soul. Realize He is all-powerful. He's awesome. He's holy. I think sometimes we become so seeker-friendly in our churches and in our Christianity because we want everybody to feel the love of Jesus. We forget that there's a holiness side to God. We need to learn to set them apart. We need to learn that he is all-powerful whenever we approach his throne doing here on earth. He's all-powerful. We should approach it with the praise and the worship on our lips. We should begin to acknowledge God and thank Him and glorify Him and forget not His benefits and begin to glorify Him and magnify Him, lift Him up. Why? Listen, if you went before the president or a congressman or a senator or a mayor or whatever, and you had a list of grievances, I mean, would you just rush into the office or before a judge or before a, you know, the president? And just give them your list, your barking orders, and begin to just tell them this and this and this needs to change and this, I don't like this and I don't like this. Or would you at least acknowledge him and tell him, hey, the things you do like about him, the things that you do appreciate about him and the things you do Lack about his accomplishment. Once you've bonded, once you've shared, and you've laid that foundation, then you heart to heart share. Or there could be a policy for change. Or things could be done a little different. Do you know we're careful about the way we say things when we want things to go in our favor here on the earth? We're careful about the way we say things to people. And I think in the same respects, we need to realize when we approach the throne of God, now we're not talking about just a president or a judge. We're talking about the king of kings and the judge of judges. When we approach the throne of God, we need to do it with a reverence and a respect and a holiness and a sense of awe. Good manners. I mean, here we are just beings with, with little intrinsic worth within ourselves. Okay, yes, in Christ we have righteousness imparted to us by the sacrifice of Christ. And when we approach the throne of God, yes, God gives us his righteousness so that we can be a child of the Most High. But when you want favor with God, look, 
Give them the same respect that you'd give a president or a king or a congressman or a senator. Approach them with respect. Share with them the accomplishments and the things in, in, in your life that you recognize. Comment on something good that he did. Worship him for who he is. Thank him and adore him. Please give him the same courtesy that you would a senator or congressman. I mean, he is the almighty God, which the senator and congressman do not hold a candle to God, but at least at the very least, treat them with the same respect. Really, you should treat them with more. And God doesn't demand worship because he doesn't get an ego kick. Of course not, no. Look, he just wants his plan by the completion. He wants his glory to cover the earth and he inhabits the praise of his people. But just as it seems acceptable and proper to God to worship him, That's what we should at least, when we come to God in prayer, we should come to Him and worship, come to Him in honor, come to Him, setting Him apart, lifting Him up, lifting His name up above every name. Have right out to see the faithful heart. Praise God coming into it. 30 minutes till midnight coming up. Another half hour. And then Chris Herzog with Prairie International Radio. We're talking about the worship of God. Talking about the glory of God. You know, God inhabits the praise of His people. We don't stay in His presence long enough. We don't spend enough time in His presence. Listen, at very most, in that. In a, what we call a spiritual church nowadays, we may spend two, three services in a week. Six hours in in a week. I mean, come on, we've got 24 hours in a day. How much time in our day can we make room for the presence of God, for the glory of God? Can we be carriers of the glory? Can we be worshipers? Can we have a lifestyle of worship? Instead of just giving them 30 minutes of service or a couple of doodahs every morning, let's just develop a heart of worship, a heart that praises them, a thankful heart, a grateful heart, a praiseful heart. Seek his heart better fully his. Not honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. No, we want you to honor him with your lips. But from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you've got to have a, a praise and a worship in your heart. The soul has to cry out for the living God. The soul has to connect 
with the living God in order for your worship. In order for your worship to be acceptable, it's got to be heartfelt praise. It's got to be a heartfelt yearning. He calls unto deep. The Bible says the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrived heart. I want your heart. God's not looking on the outward appearance. He's not looking at how high your hands can stretch and how scuffed up your pant knees can get. Although if he tells you to reach to the sky, reach. And if he tells you to drop your knees, do it. But he's looking for a heart that's stretched out to him. And a heart that's humbly broken at his feet. A heart that's yielded, poured out like an offering. Poured out like wool at his feet. Pour it out, worship. Pour it out your soul at his feet. You know, wiping his feet with your tears. Come on, washing his feet with your tears. And those tears only come out from the soul. I'm not telling you you have to cry every time you pray. No. Just let the longings of your heart out under God, the things that are deep inside. Open up and reach out to God. waiting for you to reach. He's waiting for you to worship. He's waiting for you to glorify his name so that he can inhabit the praise of his people. He can dwell and abide in you and you abide in him. He wants you in his presence. I mean, he's not seeking heartfelt worship. He's seeking heart. Heartfelt worship should just come from your heart. You should love him because he first loved you. You should love him because he first loved you. Praise God. Become a worshiper. Become a heartfelt worshiper. Spirit and in truth. From heart to heart. Praise God. God is a good God. Hey, if you need prayer, call us with Prayer International. Pray. Six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. Go to the phone or email prayerinternational at gmail dot com.
anointing. Malachi chapter 4, verse 5. Behold, I am going to send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. And he will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. into the nations. Power encounters, prophetic evangelism, the spirit of revival that would turn whole nations to God. Father, miracle signs and wonders. I thank you that Elijah is coming, O oh God, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Oh God, there's an anointing that's coming in the end times. There's an anointing that's coming to prepare us for the harvest that will come before the second coming of Jesus. Let it come, oh God. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing in Revelation chapter 11, verse 3, and that you will give great power to your two witnesses, and they will prophesy. And if anyone desires to harm them, Fire proceeds out of their mouth, devours their enemy. If anyone would desire to harm them, in this manner he must be killed. These have the power to shut up the sky, in order that rain may not fall during the days of their prophecy. They have power over the waters to turn them into blood, and to strike the earth with every plague as often as they desire. Father, I see the spirit and power of Elijah, the spirit and power of Moses. I see the office of the prophet and the office of the evangelist coming together to prepare us for the greatest harvest that we have ever experienced in the nations, O God. Power evangelism, power encounters, that anointing, O oh God, that's going to turn whole nations to you. Signs and wonders that are going to take place in the heavens. And signs and wonders that are going to take place in the earth. I thank you, Father, that this anointing in Revelation chapter 11, verse 4, is for the two olive trees, the two lampstands that stand before the Lord God of the earth. Father, I believe there is coming a corporate anointing upon businessmen, and women, and housewives, and children, young and old, that there will be a revival of the ministry of Jesus, a revival of the saints being released into the works and the powers of Jesus Christ in the marketplaces. Father, I'm asking you to begin to pour out your spirit. Let that anointing, let that power that we see resting upon the lives of Moses, Elijah, let it come upon your church today. Let it come into the nations of God. 
power encounters, signs in the heavens, signs in the earth. Father, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus, a prophetic event, demonstrations of the Holy Ghost. Encounters, you know, the reason we play that a few times tonight, and the reason we're leading into that. Listen, when Isaiah had that experience of worship, that experience of the presence of God and that time and the glory of God, his heart was so open, his heart became so broken. Became so undone and so moved and pricked in his heart that he was ready to go forward into the assignments of God. He was ready to go forward into the things of God and speak and do and to go wherever the Lord said and to do whatever he said to do and say whatever he said to declare. He was transformed and moved and motivated. Courage to go forth. As you begin to worship the Lord, as you begin to communicate with God as His Spirit begins to hover and brood over you and begin to transform you, as you behold Him and are changed and transformed into another man, into another woman, into another person. Supercharged by the Spirit of God. It'll bring a boldness. It'll bring a holy boldness. See, Acts 1 8 says, You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. You shall receive boldness. You shall be my witnesses. Be about a holy boldness. Worship. Prayer brings the confidence. Communication with God, hearing the voice of God, brings the confidence in God. It does not come from anywhere else. Spending time in His presence. The Bible says, Wait on the Lord and you shall be strengthened. Wait out, stay on the Lord. Wait on the presence of the Lord. Wait in His presence. Wait in His glory. You can be strengthened. Hope can begin to fill your heart again. Wait on the Lord. We don't spend enough time in His presence. We don't spend enough time in His presence. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for everybody listening. Father, you'd give them a hunger and a thirst. A hunger and a thirst for your righteousness. A hunger and thirst for your presence. 
desire on the inside, Father, to wait. Not to hurry up, not to run from your presence. It's going to cost them something. Just let them realize real change takes place in your presence. Their weaknesses will die. Strength will be imparted. Errors will shrivel and truth will be established in their hearts and minds. Faith. We contend this for faith, the faith in their heart will confront the doubts of the spirit. As your presence fills them. The Father, give them a hunger and a thirst for you. Give them a hunger and thirst for your word. Give them the ability to sit patiently in the presence of God. Help them to stay long enough in your presence, Lord. Where their doubts and fears will die, and their weaknesses will die and be exposed, and they will be so strengthened and so confident in the living God. Father, you reward those who trust you. You reward those who trust in your timing long enough to wait. Those that wait in your presence, Holy Spirit. You're a rewarder of those that diligently seek. Lord, you said you're good to those that wait, and the good to those that wait for you, and good to the soul that seeks you. Lord, you're a very patient God, a very diligent God. You understand what it means to wait and, and timing. Teach us your timing, Father. Lord, Bring miraculous results. Lord, out of 168 hours, Father, in a week, let us spend more time waiting in your presence. True, Father, we know that we'll always stick around. We'll always stay around things that we like. We'll always stay around people only hang out with people they like. They only stick to things that they like or love. And Father, let us learn to like and love your presence. Let us learn to like and love you. Let us learn to like and love your voice so that we want to stay and be around you, Lord. Father, let us hear your voice speak to us. The hope in us, Father. Fix everything that's broken in our lives. Lord, you said you're near to those that have a broken heart. Sacrifice has got our broken and contrite heart. But be near to us. He says we draw near to you and you would draw near to us. Help us to reach for you. Help us to get close to you, Father, because we want you close to us, Lord. Thank you, Father. Give us motivation, Father, for the things where we've lost our motivation. Where it's hard for us to get moving again and motivated and pointed in the right direction. The things have knocked us down and, and stolen our hope and shattered our our dreams, Father. Those that are listening that, that need hope to be birthed again and their dreams to be restored, Father, their assignments be revealed. 
Change our countenance. Change us in your presence. Give us your wisdom. Give us your wisdom. Instruct us in the way we go. Teach us in the way we should go. Guide us with your eye. Guide us with your hand. Guide us with your word. Give us your strength, Lord. He says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, will mount up with wings like eagles. Run and not be weary, walk and not faint. Lord, give us your strength. Those that are listening tonight, give them strength, Father. Help them to endure to the end, O oh God. Finish strong, Lord, with your blood. Those that are listening tonight, Father, Help us to stay long enough in your presence that our focus can be corrected, that we can get the right perspective. We can get strengthened in our weakness. Lord, you said you knew the thoughts you have for us. You know the thoughts for us. You've got thoughts of peace and not evil. Plan to give us this hope of the future and expected end, Lord. Show us what that expected end is, Lord.
God, we're back with talking about the presence of God and worship and staying in the presence of God. You know, it's funny. We'll we'll sit and watch a two-hour movie, but we get infuriated when we sit in a church service longer than 90 minutes. You know, we'll sit at a football game and scream and shout and jump up and down and act crazy for hours. But we see anything like that happen over the presence of God and over the things of God get a little disrupted. You know, we need to learn to stay in the presence of God. The Bible says if we stay, if we wait on the Lord, we'll be strengthened. We need to stay in His presence so we can listen to His Word, keep His commands, walk in His ways and fear Him. Stay long enough in the presence of God for hope to be birthed. My soul faints for your salvation, but I Open your word, Psalm 119.81. Stay long enough in his presence to be broken. The Lord is near to them that are of broken heart, save such as the contrite spirit, Psalm 34.18. Stay in his presence, you can get motivated again. You can do all things to pass your strength in Jesus. Allow divine ideas to be imparted in his presence. My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Stay long enough in his presence. We we need to stay there so our countenance can be changed. Remember how Jesus was transfigured. Matthew 17 says his transfigured, he was transfigured before him. His face shone like the sun and his raiment was, his raiment was white as the light. Long enough in the strength, we need to stay there. So our perception of God can be corrected. We can get God's strength. So we can have our mistakes exposed, forgiven. Look, he that covers his sins shall not prosper. He who confesses his mistakes shall have mercy. Proverbs 28:13. That's the proverb for today. Today's 28. I'm going into. Stay long enough in the presence of God. The confusion to go, and for love to be ignited, to receive contentment, to lavish your love on him, to listen to his word, to hear his word, meditate on him, so you hear the word of the Lord. Stay in his presence long enough, and, and the peace of God will come over you, and your anger will subside. That's right. Hey, God promises strength is the reward if you wait on Him. But if you wait on the Lord, you'll, you'll get strength. If you courage, if you strengthen your heart, wait out there on the Lord. Psalm 25. Praise God. 
strength is promised to those that wait on the Lord. We've heard you wait in his presence, seek his faith. Seek him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The Lord loves you. He wants you to draw close to him. He wants you to get to know him. He wants you to hear his voice. So if you will take the time to wait in his presence, he will change you into a different man, into a different woman. This is Prayer International Radio. We're praying for you. I want you to go forward in the word of the Lord. His word is accomplishing everything that he commands it to go forward and do. And just fall in love with Jesus. Go forward in the things of God in His presence.